0: Okay. How about that? Thank you. Thank you back there for getting my attention. Um, uh, So, uh, do you feel like you've ever been able to bless someone else? Now, that may be something that you don't want to raise your hand about or, you know, we might not want to boast about that. But we want to be a blessing to other people. But the question is, what does it mean to bless someone I guess you could say when we do something that reveals our love or concern for that person, we're giving them a blessing. Much like in Matthew's prayer that we would be able to show God's love and mercy and grace to other people. Uh, So, when, when you have lived your life, do you feel like other people have blessed you? Have they shown you love? Have they shown you mercy? Have they shown you grace? Just raise your hand again. If you feel like somebody has ever blessed your life, raise your hand. All right. I hope everybody has experienced that in life. I can tell you I am a blessed man. I look at my life and I realize that God has poured so many blessings into my life I have a mother, first of all, who is loving and kind and has provided for her family even through some very difficult days and she has always been there for her children. What a wonderful blessing that is. I have a family that loves me and cares for me. I have a wife that, for me, is the perfect partner and two daughters that I love dearly and a terrific son-in-law that I love and a beautiful and healthy granddaughter. I mean, how many of you are grandparents in here and feel like, man, what a blessing it is? And in fact, some people have tried to tell me it's more of a blessing to be a grandparent than it is of a parent. Is that How many of you would say, yeah, that's sort of, I can spoil the kids and send them home, you know? I have many people in my life who have influenced me, from teachers and coaches, church leaders and mentors. I had a great high school experience. I was able to play football and run track, even though I'm not all that athletic, right? I had a wonderful college experience at Roanoke Bible College, which is now Mid-Atlantic Christian University. And I was blessed to begin a ministry the summer after my freshman year at the Geneva Park Church of Christ, where I met Gary and Natalie Clark. (laughs) And uh, of course, I think I knew them before I ever went there. But um, what a blessing all of these things have been. I've enjoyed ministries in several different churches and I, I served with CCF at ECU as a campus minister there for some years and all these experiences I count as a blessing. I've had been given opportunities to travel to Africa and India and Europe and so today I have friends all over the world. Isn't that amazing to think that just about anywhere I go in the world, I got somebody I could call a friend. And we started Christchurch in January of 2000. And you guys have put up with me for nearly 23 years. That's a blessing in itself, right? I'm not a brilliant student. I'm not a great speaker. I don't have a magnetic personality. I am not, in my opinion, worthy of all that I have experienced in my life. That old hymn goes, and some of y'all know that song, Count Many Blessings. What's the next line? Name them what? One by one. I can't do it. (laughs) There's so many, right? Don't you feel the same way? So many blessings that I can't even count every one by name. But I am grateful And I do know that I am loved. I am loved by God and I am loved by those who have been a blessing in my life. And so when you think about your life and you look at it in that context, are you like me? So many blessings. Hard to even name them all. I look back on my life and I am amazed. I am amazed at how God has blessed me, and I am amazed at all the people in my life who have blessed me. And I bring this up today because God wants us to be that kind of blessing for other people. He wants us to express His love and concern for them. So when we bless other people in the name of Jesus... We are telling them that Jesus loves them and that Jesus cares about them. And this can open a door for them to have a relationship with God. Now, the problem is that very often we might not notice people. We're, we're so busy doing our thing that we don't take the time to help them or to even recognize what they're going through. Or if we're honest, and I hate to say this, but sometimes it's true, we just don't care about what somebody else is dealing with because we're having to deal with a lot of things. We could be a little self-absorbed at times. Or we we just don't know where to start. Now, I'm not going to address the first two problems, but I do want to address the third. Where do we start? What is the starting point for blessing someone? And here's the answer today, my friends, as the big idea. To bless your neighbors, Jesus invites you to begin to pray. Begin with prayer. And that's the first B in our blessed series, begin with prayer. We see that this is the example Jesus set, and it is simple enough that, in fact, every one of us can do this. So it's not rocket science. It doesn't take a brilliant person. Any of us can do this. Now, our text today will show us that Jesus spent time in prayer before making some crucial and critical decisions about His ministry that related to other people. So let's read together in Luke chapter 6, beginning in verse 12. One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray, and He spent the night praying to God. Now, I'm not going to ask you if you've ever spent all night praying to God, but I would bet that there's some people here that have been up late at night with something on their heart and mind and hard to go to sleep, and you're just praying to God. God, show me what to do. God, reveal how I'm supposed to deal with this. I bet that there are many in here today that have been in that situation. Well, Jesus spent all night praying about a situation. When morning came, He called His disciples to Him, and He chose 12 of them, who He also designated apostles. Simon, Simon, whom he named Peter, his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called the Zealot, Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. So I want you to get the picture at the beginning of Jesus' ministry. He decides he's going to put together a team of men who are going to help him accomplish his mission. He knew a day was coming when he would have to leave and these would be the men who would usher in his church. They would be the leaders of the church after Jesus was gone. They would have to be taught. They would have to be trained. They would have to be prepared for when Jesus was gone. And so who would he choose? Would he choose the most talented person? Would he choose the best speaker? Would he choose the most educated? Maybe some of the rabbinical students around who had studied under the best leaders. Would he go after the most influential? Maybe someone from a royal Jewish family. Would he reach out to some of the wealthy people who could help fund his work? In truth, when you look at the people Jesus chose, it's a little shocking. But we have to believe God led Jesus to these choices. Now, our text tells us that Jesus prayed all night long before this very important decision. Again, bringing these particular men into this role. And so, friends, I want to suggest to you that if you want to bless someone, begin with prayer by being open to God's leading. Before Jesus chose those disciples, what did He do? He prayed. What did He pray about? Well, we don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us specifically What he prayed, we don't hear the words that he said to his father. But I would venture to guess that he prayed for guidance. Did he pray to follow God's leading? He had all these disciples. Which ones needed to be a part of that core group? We don't know exactly how many he had to choose from. Was it a hundred or two hundred or more? But out of that group he chose 12. Which ones would He truly take under His wing and begin to mold? When we pray, we are opening ourselves up to the guidance of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit will move us. He can put people on our heart and people on our mind that He wants us to bless. When God does this, He wants us to begin to pray for those people that He has put into our heart or mind. And I've learned that when this happens, we need to be willing to follow His lead. Now, years ago, I took a group of guys down to Savannah, Georgia for a retreat. Um, Some of y'all might know uh, Dale Grinder and Dean Dizon and... Gil Johansson, they they were some of the guys that were in that group. And on the way back, each of them was talking about what they felt God had laid upon their hearts to do. And Gil was one of those men. Gil had been married previously, and he had two sons with his first wife. And this was a long time before Gil really gave his life to Jesus. And he admitted that he had not been a good husband, he had not been a good father... Since the divorce, he was somewhat estranged from his sons and his ex-wife was an alcoholic. And he felt like God was impressing upon him the need to call her and apologize and to ask for her forgiveness and to let her know that Jesus had changed his life. So as hard as that was, he followed up on that. He called her and In that phone conversation, he explained to her that he knew he had not been a good husband. He knew that he had caused her great pain, that he had failed her in many ways, and he said he was sorry, and he asked her if she would forgive him. And what she said next to Gil stunned him. She asked him, how did you know that I was going to kill myself today. Of course, Gil didn't know that. But God knew that, right? God impressed upon Gil the need to call her. That moment. now He would call his sons and do the same thing and encourage them to check on their mother. But God does this stuff all the time. He puts people in our thoughts at the right time, at the right situation, so that we can be a blessing to them and help them through whatever it is they're going through. And we need to be ready to respond to that calling. If we're servants of God, we want to be available to God at all times. This can happen at work. When you're sitting at your desk and you see a coworker, and all of a sudden you... You feel a prompting to say something to them. It can happen at play, out on the golf course. Maybe when you nail the guy in the back with it. (laughs) But at almost any moment, we can be thinking about these things. God wants us to have a willing heart to bless others whenever He prompts us. So if you want to be a blessing, follow the leading of God. Be open to that leading. And also, if you want to bless people, understand that amazing things happen when we pray. Have you discovered that already? That prayer is a conduit to experiencing amazing things from God. When you think about the story of Jesus choosing those apostles, these men would go on to do amazing things. Now, other than Judas, whom we know was a traitor, as the text tells us, those other men would turn the entire world upside down. When you think about all those things those apostles did, I mean they stood up to to the religious and political leaders of their time. After the resurrection, these same men that had run off in fear when Jesus was taken, they came out in power. And in Acts 4 and verse 13, we read, when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished, and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. So these ordinary men, nothing special about them, but in the hands of Jesus, God used them to do tremendous things. They spread the gospel, the good news about Jesus wherever they went, and they blessed people. Have you ever experienced God answering prayers in an amazing way? Just raise your hand if you've ever experienced an amazing answer to your prayers. In, in the book, Bless, and I have this here by Dave Ferguson and his brother, John, um, uh, they share a story of one of their friends named Dean. Um, Dean was a campus minister who has made it a practice to begin every day by praying that God would cause him to meet and talk to people that God would want to bless. So they tell this story. And it's a story about Dean during a regular day. He goes about his day with the assumption that God is going to do something. Something amazing is going to happen. He anticipates that a divine appointment will occur. So one story he shared was that someone had a meeting with Dean and they canceled the meeting. And instead of just filling his time with social media posts or emails, he decided to pray. And he asked God, God, How do you want me to use this time? And he sat and he waited, just quietly, just asking God, What do you want me to do? And the name of a student came to his mind. Her name was Janice. He sensed that he was supposed to go and tell her how to become a follower of Jesus. Now Janice had never been to church anywhere and she was not a Christian, but she had attended one of the ministry's small groups. So he called her and asked her if she'd like to connect over some coffee. And she said, sure. And they met at a coffee shop and he began by saying, Janice, I was praying and your name came to mind. And I felt like I was supposed to share with you how you can become a follower of Jesus. He said she stood there in silence and then tears began to well up in her eyes. And then she burst out in sobs. And he immediately regretted whatever he had done to cause this to happen. And he said, oh, I'm so sorry. I I, I shouldn't have just blurted that out. Did, Did I say something that offended you? And she said, no, not at all. I just can't believe you said that. Last night, I decided to go to a Bible study in my dorm. They were talking about what it means to be a Christian. And I couldn't stop thinking about it all night. I couldn't sleep. I didn't know what to do about it. And so I prayed this morning, asking God to bring someone to tell me today how to become a Christian. And then she smiled and said, And here you are. I just can't believe it. Friends, amazing things happen when we pray and when we're willing to follow through with what God leads us to do. Maybe all that is standing between you and something amazing is your lack of prayer. I want to encourage you every day, spend time with God in prayer. And look, if you want to bless people, you also need to recognize that love begins with prayer. Jesus loved these men that He was choosing. In fact, He would die for them. And in several occasions throughout Scripture, Jesus communicated to them about His love. In John 13, 34, we read a new command, I give you love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. And then in John fifteen nine, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. And then down in verse 13 of John 15. Greater love is no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Jesus loved those disciples. And you know, friends, He loved them before He ever chose them. I want to suggest to you that love begins with a thought. Jesus thought about His disciples again, before He ever developed a relationship with them. He prayed for them before He chose them. He loved them before uh, they ever were put in that position of being an apostle. Prayer is simply allowing God to move in our thoughts. God is love, and when He puts a thought in our head, I believe it's a loving thought. So by the way... If you have thoughts about someone that are not loving, that are in fact hateful and bitter, these thoughts are not coming from the Holy Spirit. Would you all agree with me on that? If if I have hatred towards someone, that is not a Spirit-led thought. When we think about others, even when we aren't in their presence... I would suggest to you that that is love. When I'm thinking about someone, they don't even know I'm thinking about them, but it's because I love them that I think about them. And so when we pray for people, we are expressing our love for them to God. And not only that, but when we feel prompted by God to pray for someone, it is because God loves them as well. Dave Ferguson shared another story in the book about a friend named Louis. One day, Louis went to a mall, and a thought came to his mind. The thought was that he he was supposed to go over to some man, some stranger he'd never seen, and tell that man, God loves you. Now, he immediately thought, this is crazy. I'm not going to do that. I'm I'm not going to walk up to a total stranger and announce, hey, God loves you. He pushed the thought aside and he continued with his shopping. Later on, he came out of another store in another part of the mall and he saw the man there, the same guy. And again, he felt this prompting, an inner nudge, if you will. Go over there and tell that man that God loves him. He talked himself out of it again. I think most of us would probably be saying, You're crazy. Why are you thinking this? And he went about his shopping. Well, finally, a third time, he walked around the corner. There's a guy, the same guy. And the thought came, go tell that man that God loves him. And he says, okay, all right, I'll do it. You know. So he walks over to the guy and he says, I, I, I don't want to seem weird. It's too late for that, right? But, but I feel like I'm supposed to tell you that God loves you. And immediately the man's eyes filled with tears. And he said, this morning... I was at the end of my rope. I told God, if you are real, show me you love me today. I don't know who you are, but you're the third random person in the mall today to come up and tell me, hey, I don't know you, but God loves you. And he said, no one has ever said that to me even once before. And now it's happened three times in one day. Friends, when we reach out to others, they experience the love of God. Think about it. If, if God prompted you to pray for them, then they need to know God loves them enough to do that. Right? That guy said, I need to know today And that day, God is prompting multiple people to go tell that God, God loves you. And the same is true for us. How many times have somebody come to us and said, Hey, I've been praying for you. And maybe they don't even know how important that prayer was. Don't you want to be used by God to express His love for people? I would suggest Begin with prayer, and He will lead you the rest of the way. And finally, I will, if you want to bless people, just follow Jesus' example. In our text today, we have read that He prayed all night before He chose those apostles. And we already know He chose some unlikely guys, some, some fishermen, not scholars by any means, a, a zealot, maybe a roughneck kind of guy some hot-headed guys he would call sons of thunder and even a guy considered a traitor by the jewish people a tax collector and don't forget he chose judas iscariot too now did god know what he was doing i mean he chose a guy that would be a traitor to jesus absolutely god knew what he was doing he chose every one of those men for a reason and a purpose but it all began with prayer Jesus asked His Father to lead Him. In Luke chapter 4, we read about Jesus going into the wilderness to fast and pray and to be tested. That came immediately after His baptism by John the Baptist. And while He was in the wilderness, we note He was tempted by Satan. And He was able to overcome each of those temptations through prayer and the Word of God. And then after he left the wilderness, he began his earthly ministry. And the point is that he prayed so much before he ever started his ministry. And during his ministry, we read so often that Jesus would go off alone to pray. Or he would sit down with someone and pray with them. He was constantly seeking the Father's input. Friends, if if it was good enough for Jesus... I mean, Jesus is the Son of God. Don't you think we would need that time in prayer even more than Jesus? (laughs) So let's begin with prayer. If you want to be a blessing, start by praying. And I'm going to give you a little tool that can help you in this process. It's called, Who is my neighbor map? Now, in each of your bulletins, you have a little copy of this. And on the screen, you can see this chart. Now, this morning, uh, Johnny Cates has already told me, that does not look like my house, okay? And I told Johnny, I said, that's your mansion in heaven. <laughs> but so the, the center house represents you. That's, that's you. And then the empty boxes all around represent your neighbors, And I I want you to write in each of those boxes their name. And every day as you get up and you have prayer time, pray for them. Pray for each of them. Maybe, Maybe you pray for one on Monday and one on Tuesday and two on Wednesday. I don't know how you do it. But write their names in those blanks. Begin to pray. This is a simple tool that will get you focused on loving your neighbors. And it's only helpful if you use it, right? So this series that we're calling BLESS is about five everyday ways to love your neighbor and change the world. And the B stands for begin with prayer. And I want to share these final things, four simple tools that correspond with what we're talking about. So in order to help you, plan. Write down on a calendar. Set a reminder on your phone. Be intentional about praying for God to use you to reach someone. Plan to pray for your neighbor by day. You can, again, write their name on each day of the week. And prepare. Ask God to prepare your heart and mind to give you eyes to see and ears to hear for courage to follow through, even though it may, you may think, okay, they're going to think I'm insane. They're going to think I'm crazy. But what if, you didn't, what if that guy didn't go to that man in the mall? What if nobody had responded? That man would have gone through the whole day. Nobody would have said anything. But friend, if we respond, great things can happen. Boldly ask God, for some divine appointments, for God to allow you to meet people that you can bless. And then think about places. Consider making a mental map of the places you're going to be going to that day. And ask God to help you to be sensitive to your surroundings, to guide you, to places that He wants you to be so that you can meet someone that you can bless. And then finally, people. Ask God to show you how to bless those eight neighbors. Now these are people that uh, maybe some of them have never had anyone pray for them. Maybe some of them have never had anybody tell them that they are loved by God. So you're already blessing them by lifting them up to the Father. Think of how you would want someone to pray for you and determine that you will pray for them in that way. And friends, I want to tell you, this can be life-changing. First of all, it can be life-changing for you as you begin to see yourself as an instrument of God's mercy and grace. You become the blessing that God has for that person. But secondly, this can be life-changing for that person as they become more aware of God's love and mercy for them, that, that God would put them on the heart and mind of someone else and that they may come to know Him as their Lord and Savior. And I tell you, their life will be changed on earth, but now their life for eternity is changed forever. But it all begins with prayer. So I want to challenge you, friends, each of us this week to begin praying for these people. Put those names in that box. Maybe they're not really your actual, you know, geographical neighbor, but maybe there's somebody that you work with. Maybe it's someone that you play ball with. Maybe, Maybe it's somebody that's in school. Maybe where you sit, it's the Students that are around you that God wants you to put in those boxes. But whoever it may be, let's begin to bless them by taking their name before the Father in heaven and asking God to use you to bless them. Because to bless your neighbors, Jesus invites you to begin with prayer. Father God, thank you for the possibility of prayer. You want to hear from us and we need to hear from you. Help us to be open to your leading. Help us to be attentive to the prompting of your spirit. Put people on our hearts and on our minds that you want to bless. May we be willing instruments of Your love and Your grace. Help us to become selfless in our desire to bless others. And Father, maybe there's someone here today that needs to be blessed. Maybe someone is here today that is broken. Maybe someone is here today who needs to hear those words, God loves you. And I pray, God, that, that we could reach into their life and that we could give them a blessing today. And it's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen.